Welcome to this episode of the podcast series for rental properties. I'm your host, my name's Phil, uh, and I'll be guiding you through a very interesting segment uh, of this episode. Uh, It's called negative gearing. Now, I'm sure you've all or most of you at some stage uh, have heard about the concept of negative gearing. Now, what is negative gearing, first of all? Well, that's when you borrow to invest in a property uh, for rental income. You take out a loan and usually the interest on the loan that you take out is greater than the rental income that you receive. Uh, Now, we're not talking about any other deductions or any uh, net rent. It's basically the gross rental amounts that you receive minus interest. If that is a negative figure, it means that it's neg- that's negative gearing, basically in a nutshell. Uh, now, what that means for you is that your rental uh, property investment uh, is running at a, lo- at a loss. Now, a lot of you don't want to do that, and a lot of you are confused and thinking, hang on, if you're getting an investment property, uh, why would you want to run it at a loss? You'd want to make a profit out of it, wouldn't you? Uh, you know, you'd want a good return out of your rental uh, investment. Well, in the long run, yes. However, I'll let you, I'll let you know how in some instances or in many instances, negative gearing uh, can be good and beneficial to taxpayers. First of all, if you're an individual, uh, we know you know that your individual uh, income and expenses, uh, income minus deductions equals your taxable income. Think of it as your taxable profit you are going to pay marginal tax on that. So let's say, for example, if your uh, income tax uh, uh, range is in, your income tax is in a range of around uh, $50,000 or even up to 70K and you're on employment income, well, maybe at this stage, a negative gearing option is not the way for you to go. However, if your income is let's let's say about 100 to 120k and you want to save tax but there you're a bit limited in doing so maybe you can explore the issue of negative gearing now please i want you to bear in mind this is not a substitute for financial advice uh, please uh, take some expert advice from your accountant or tax agent or your financial advisor now uh, usually when you uh, go for a loan, uh, banks and lenders are going to want to see a whole heap of things uh, re- related to you, to your tax affairs, your income affairs, right down to some pay slips uh, that you uh, get from your employer. Now, we know this day and age, your employer is not going to email you pay slips uh, separately after each pay period because they all get reported uh, via single touch payroll to the ATO. However, you can request uh, for recent payslips to be emailed to you because of the purpose of you going for, for example, a loan on an investment property. Uh, that's a good uh, reason why you can request payslips. So the banks and lenders will want to see all of that information. And what is 
the most important thing that they want to see is they want to see that your tax obligations are all up to date. So tax lodgements and payments all up to date. Uh, and they also want to see, uh, which is probably the most important thing, uh, is how you will be able to service the loan. So serviceability is a crucial factor. And that's where banks and lenders uh, would want to look at your bank statements. Uh, they would want to look at your tax returns. Uh, they would want to look at your uh, in uh, income from other sources and uh, uh, assess whether you are able to sufficiently service the loan repayments each month. Now, historically speaking, there have been quite a lot of defaults on loans and uh, banks have been uh, not, well, I don't want to stereotype or uh, generalize with anything, but what I've seen from my workplace and from clients that are coming to me is that it's they're, they're finding it very hard to obtain a loan from the bank uh, only just on an investment property. So bank would, and lenders would want to see uh, assets that you have, and they also want to see any obligations, liabilities uh, that you may have. So uh, let's say, for example, you've been approved, the loans come to you with the interest rate, with the monthly repayments, everything done. Interest, uh, let's say that that'll be greater than your rental income. Now, that again, that's a good thing if you're a high income earner and if you're earning uh, high wages, salaries, if you've got income from other sources, uh, chances are you'll be able to service the uh, loan. And uh, that chances are also that neg negative gearing is going to benefit you uh, tax-wise, uh, which will lower your taxable income. And in turn, uh, you may obviously uh, get a greater refund, obviously, depending on any of your uh, withholding tax or any uh, tax credits uh, and so on and so forth. Now, what if you've got a company and you want to invest in a rental property and you... Uh, again, you've taken out a loan uh, and so on and so forth, and the loan's all been approved. Again, negative gearing is treated in the same way uh, for a company. Uh, so let's say your company has about $100,000 profit at the end of the year from its business operations, but negative gearing, or as more commonly known, a rental loss uh, is, let's say, uh, $20,000. That means your taxable profit uh, is going to be $80,000 and your company will pay a flat rate of tax on $80,000. So it's uh, 30% or if it's a base rate entity, 27.5%. If you now, now the company structure may work. However, we generally don't really recommend company structures for investment properties because you don't get the 50% capital gains discount. That's what we'll discuss in the next uh, episode. However, a more common structure for an investment property to be held in is a trust. Now, that advantage gives you a uh, uh, asset protection, obviously provided you do it in the right and legal way and you don't do it for the purpose of defeating any of your creditors or uh, not paying off any of your suppliers or current obligations. So 
a trust provides better asset protection. And we usually uh, advise uh, uh, clients that come to us uh, in the accounting firm that to set up a trustee company. Uh, so the structure of the trust is your com- you've got a company that acts as a trustee uh, for that trust. So the trust uh, has a property. Again, negative gearing is treated in the same way. Uh, it's a rental loss and that gets taken off any of your other trust income. So you may have a business uh, that's operating under a trust, uh, which is fine. Uh, So any profits or any taxable income in a trust uh, then gets distributed to uh, beneficiaries, whether they're individuals or company beneficiaries. We'll discuss all these uh, matters uh, in the coming episode when we come to you know, uh, capital gains and uh, how to do tax returns uh, with your rental property schedule. But this episode, uh, it is a short one, uh, basically giving you a brief concept of negative gearing. Now, please be aware, it's not for everyone. Not everyone is going to benefit from that. And it's not suited. It's definitely not suited for low income earners. Now, I don't want to generalize again, but if you're a low income earner, uh, I don't want to typify what your income range may be, uh, but that's for the bank or lenders to determine as well, uh, whether you fall into that category as guided by the ATO as well. Uh, So if you're a low income earner, chances are you may not be able to get a loan on your uh, rent on your property uh, anyway at all. So that's gone. Uh, now, the other thing, if you have a self-managed super fund, uh, yes, you can invest in a rental property and yes, you can borrow to invest. Uh, however, SMSF borrowings uh, are very gen- are scrutinized by the ATO and they are subject to very rigor- rigorous uh, rules and regulations. Now, I've got a previous podcast on SMSFs where I uh, do I will be discussing uh, borrowing and uh, limited recourse borrowing arrangements in your SMSF and how that's going to benefit your fund in the long run. Uh, but this is basically a uh, short overview of how negative gearing can benefit you as an individual or as a trust or as a company if you are earning a high income and you want to uh, and you want to make some strategic decisions in uh, legally lowering your taxable income and in turn lowering your tax liability. Now, in the next episode, uh, we'll be discussing uh, capital gains issues uh, from selling your property and uh, we'll be discussing how you can save tax on capital gains by using different structures. Stay tuned.